The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with hosts Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, no, no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave, Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to the welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast. I'm your host Ralph Marlboro. We are sponsored by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge. They have, a, they have 136 draft beers. Andrew tried them all tonight. No, he's not in Baton Rouge. He just came from Beck concert. But if you are in Baton Rouge, go see LSU play Auburn. Either Les Miles is getting fired or Gus Malzahn is getting fired. Whoever loses is getting fired. After Saturday, so go there, drink it up. The Pelican House, they're awesome. 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You should support them because they support us. All right, um, Dave, the Saints are freaking 0-2, and the difference right. is six points and, like, two plays. Why does God hate the Saints? <laughs> Um, unfortunately, this has absolutely nothing to do with God. Um, I think it does. No, I don't think it does. I really, really, really God, don't think it God does. God hates Saints corners. You've <laughs> got to at least admit that. If there was, if if there was ever a team that God would be really into, I think it would be a team called the Saints. Um, but uh, yeah, but we're from New Orleans, though. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's God's it's probably fine with the Saints, but not with their corners. The 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 injury thing or their linebackers. Uh, the injury thing has definitely been uh, unfortunate, especially uh, you know the PJ Williams uh, injury on yesterday. Um, but uh, look, honestly, the defense was not the problem yesterday at all. I mean, the that entire unit kept the Giants and Odell Beckham Jr who we thought was going to, like, go fucking off. Uh, I didn't think that. One step forward, kept, you take two steps kept, back. They kept that entire team, that entire offense, out of the end zone for all 60 minutes. I mean, that that's a pretty impressive feat. And they did it with guys like Ken Crawley and, um, uh, and Devontae Harris and all that. So, I mean, that's the good part. It's the fact that the offense just totally uh, shit the bed, if you will. <laughs> Uh, they were just totally out of rhythm. They couldn't get in sync. They, it was, it was very frustrating to watch. And I think the most frustrating thing is that you get a great offensive game and a poor defensive game last week. You get a great defensive game and a poor offensive game this week. And it's like they just cannot seem to put it all together and play. Both units play great. Uh, 
on the same day at the same time. It's 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 absolutely maddening. <laughs> Ladies and, and gentlemen, ha- the the nineteen ninety nine two thousand Saints have returned. <laughs> and it doesn't have to do that's right. And it doesn't have to do with God. This is they are they are reaping the the benefits or, or non benefits of 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 their hard work or lack thereof during the off season or or, or good work during the off season. And Kobe Fleener, Jesus Christ, that dude is on my goddamn fantasy team. I want to put a bullet in my head. I want to put a bullet in my goddamn head. I, I can't take him. I cannot take him. He's got. He's got. My wife doesn't get mad at me. My wife. My wife. He's he's got he's got one more week if he shits the bed again for the third week. Not only am I going to have to write some article about how he's just a total fucking waste of goddamn money and yet another one of the Saints' stupid free agent moves, uh, and I'm also going to have to drop him from my fantasy team. Well, get the the Charmin ready. No shit is real. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we'll see. Um, You know. Here's the here's the thing um, that that concern that concerns me. Uh, Juge is wasted. <laughs> Juge, Juge is Juge is fucking wasted, and it's great. I hope this podcast is recording. I would say it's probably odds of it actually recording are probably less than thirty percent. Looking at everything <laughs> right now. Um, but we'll just Woo! Have, What's up, motherfucker? <laughs> we'll have to see. <laughs> Uh, Juge, what are the so odds that the Saints play a hobo at corner this week? <laughs> it, it doesn't Sterling Moore qualify? <laughs> Sterling Moore. I mean, what about Sterling Moore is not a hobo? <laughs> I mean, it, it, I mean, have this, Kevin, I mean, the Saints were down to, um, Jesus Jones at running back at the end of 2000. Right here, right, right, here, now. right now. At the end of 2010. I, a, I, be. I mean, he scored a touchdown in a playoff game, so that's pretty extreme as far as injuries go. But that took an entire year to get there. We're there two weeks in. I mean, Kevin, I can't remember the Saints ever just getting kicked in the balls at one spot of injuries this soon in a year. Can you can you go into your memory banks and think of something this uh, catastrophic at one spot this early? Ralph, I can't remember what I did over the weekend. I had somebody <laughs> ask me today, hey, Kevin, how was your weekend? Oh, it was pretty good. Oh, what'd you do? Huh, what did I do? I don't know. I did some stuff. I didn't have a, t- I didn't have a bad time, so it was a good time. Talked about I mean, the last time I can re- remember corner being this decimated was 2009 when they brought in Chris McAllister and Mike McKenzie and that was like week 10 yeah but and look what happened that year and look what happened <laughs> Super Bowl Super Bowl um yeah the Saints are better off with cornerbacks off the street than they are with Buy the guys that they drafted and... now <laughs> well it helps I mean, the, the, it, it helps if you have if it, it helps if you have to quote uh, to quote the butthole surfers, uh, the football player rapist. Oh Lord, uh, <laughs> I mean, Kevin. I mean, they've started. They started zero and two in 2014. I don't mind the sun sometimes. 
Jimmy does it show. They started out when two when they lost the nut kicker to Atlanta and then they lost to the Browns. Uh, is this start worse than that? Like as far as the the pain of the two games? I think so because the Raid you know, the Raiders are shit. The Raider the Raiders were seemingly winnable because you're opening at home. It's it, I mean, home opener. It's not like I mean, you've had all off season to get ready for this. Seemingly, 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 a lot of adverbs. Um, the Falcons raped them at home. Yeah, so that makes in it even Oakland. more. That makes it even more of a dick kick. It was the and then you go on, and then you go on the road to the Giants, and you're expecting. All right, Odell Beckham is going to challenge for that uh, single game fucking receiving record. And they only hold him to 86 yards and eight catches. He had a and drop. Game, he had a massive drop that would have put him no, at yeah, like 125. The game, yeah. they kept the Giants to under 17. They kept the Giants to under 17, and they still found a way to lose that game. Yep. So yeah. you have the defense blowing it at home, and then you go on the road, and you have the offense – just gagging like <laughs> no run no run support no run support kobe fleener is it is, is oh, like jesus you kobe can't, you can't is have, dirt you can't have run support if you don't run <laughs> <laughs> i mean how it, can you support something that doesn't happen <laughs> it never happened man listen to me listen to me when i tell you um Andrew, speak like the thing that was so frustrating was that might be the best I've seen a Saints front seven play against the run in the Sean Payton era. Like I can't definitely in the last three years. Like they were kicking the Giants' yeah. ass up front. Not the, with the, pass the rush crazy thing is, yeah. Like I, I don't think sixty-four yards on thirty-two carries even tells the story. It was unbelievable how the interior penetration, and yes, I just said that, um, Nick Fairley, <laughs> Tyler Davison, both of them. Just, we haven't had defensive tackles play like that really in the Sean Payton era. For those two, and, and Rankins is out. We don't even have Rankins. And for Fairley and Davison to play like that, it was utterly dominant. The tackling, and I, I said this on Twitter the tackling was the best I've seen in the Sean Payton era. I include 2009, the interior play, the safeties, the linebackers, Craig Robertson, unbelievable tackling. Yeah, but here's the thing: it, it, it like how much of that? Like how much is it? How much is it sustainable? I feel like teams are just going to be like, all right, the Saints they have a hobo and Mac corner quality. We're not even going to bother running the ball. We're just going to we're just going to take our seven eight yards at a time, and we're going to run a drive, and it's going to be the Gary Gibbs defense all over again. Like it's just going to be it's just going to be a thousand paper cuts. Yeah, yeah. I I think there will be games like that. I think there will be games where this is what this kind of defense dares you to do. It dares you to be very patient uh, and accept five six seven yard passes where the corner gives you lots of cushion and then comes up to you and blows you up. 
and with three safeties, you you can't really beat them deep. And um, but usually you're you're able to run on a defense like that. So I was a little surprised that the Giants struggled so much to run the ball. I, I think Atlanta is, is a team that runs the ball really well right now. You look at last year, this year. I, I think they'll run the ball pretty well on the Saints, but. Um, but yeah, it forces you to be patient. And when you get in the red zone, you have to capitalize. And that's the thing the, the giants were in the red zone plenty of times in this game. They settled for field goals. They blew it on, on a turnover on downs. They had fumbles. Um, so there were opportunities for the giants to put up a lot of points in this game. Uh, maybe more impressive than the bend don't break factor for the Saints defense was the fact that when it came time to making a play, they did it every time. I feel like they used up all their luck. All right, Andrew, me and you, I think we're not going to come to blows because we're not in the same room, obviously, but we're going to fight. We're going to come to blows. We're going to, we're going to fight about the kicker because you're drunk and I'm kind of drunk too. Um, I don't think somebody's going to be blowing somebody. I don't think (laughs) exactly. I don't think the blocked kick was a hundred percent Lutz's. I think it was like 30% his fault and 70% the fault of the line who collapsed. Like, I don't think then, then we're, then we're not going to argue at all. Oh, damn it. That's no fun. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, the protection was God awful. It was terrible, but I think when you look at Lutz over the course of the last two games, the 20-yard field goal, way too low of a trajectory. Yeah. The tie, the kick, the kick that tied the game at 13 with 251 left. I thought they left. blocked it again. Didn't you? Yes. Didn't you? The, the trajectory was way too low. Line drive. That's a problem moving forward. It's like my golf game, man. Everything's fat. Uh, so, Kevin, Sean Payton said yes. Will Lutz is going to kick for the Saints a long time. When he meant a long time, uh-huh. did he mean uh, week seven? Week seven. <laughs> how sh- how when he sh- said a long time, he meant past Zach Hawker. How short is his leash held? Uh, I think the fact that Peyton came out publicly and put himself out there like, oh, great workout. Good looking. Great good, workout. Looking good, Best workout I've seen ever. Looking good. Looking good. Ever. Crisp. He's um, Underhill's like, he's hitting from 60. And warm ups, looking good, looking good in the wind. Um, yeah. So I think Peyton is probably gonna own this for a little bit. Um, Kevin, how over under on deer stand jokes t- slash tweets to Hartley? Me and you are doing Monday night is set at point. I was thinking about doing it right now because <laughs> he posted a goddamn video on his Facebook page. He's making. He's making field goals from angles that they don't even allow you to kick from. They need to bring. Are we in favor of bringing back Hartley? They brought Andrew. They brought back Jari. They brought back Roman Harper. Bring back Hartley. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in. No, I'm in favor of four bats. Look, here's my deal with kicker. Um, I, I just think the timing is bad. And, and listen, I remember a game I went to when this was in the late not mid to late nineties and John Casey at the time was a rookie for the Seahawks and he had a game winning kick against the saints in the Superdome, which he missed. And then the saints went down the field with Bobby a bear and Morton Anderson hit a game winner. And after the game, you know, they asked Morton Anderson, you know, he said, I, you know, John Casey's going to be a great kicker in this league. And 
Um, you know, he just first game, he had the jitters, he missed. And, you know, John Casey went on to have an amazing career with the Panthers um, and was a great kicker. Yeah, and then he ended up kicking for the Saints late in his career, but but Casey was a great kicker. And so, you know, the point I'm trying to make here is that I think early in kickers' careers, like if you see a guy that has a tremendous amount of potential, you make the investment. And so when you when you commit to a guy like that, you say, you know what, he's going to have issues the first eight weeks of the season. And that, that just goes with a young kicker that has talent but doesn't have the experience. And over time, he'll build. My issue with it is the Saints aren't built right now to, to withstand issues at kicker. Like they could in 2009 where they, they could like – Right, let, right. They could and carry, so they could carry two it, kickers. If you were going to make an investment, exactly. Yes. Well, here's the, here's the thing though I will say for uh, Lutz that I really, I really did like is that he faced the media after missing the 60-yard field goal against the Raiders. He took all the questions – and he faced the media yesterday after having the kick block, and he took responsibility. And also, too, Dave, he looked like he was done mentally after that block. Like he had the he had that glazed over look on his face after the block. And I was like, oh my god, if they need to if they need him to make a kick in this game, they are fucked. And he sucked it up, and he made two kicks. So isn't that kind of good? Like. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I, I first of all, I hope Andrew's right, and I hope that this guy is uh, Lutz is a long-term solution, and hopefully he's part of the rebuilding, uh, even though we're not calling it rebuilding. Um, but uh, I, it's just uh, it's just a little concerning because kicking is so mental. I don't know if you guys read that yeah. Garrett Hartley po- article that he wrote uh, about the life of a of a kicker and a free agent kicker. Um, and we've heard it before, but like a lot of that shit is mental. And if something gets in your head, you can really get the yips. And the NFL is a what have you done for me lately, lately. Uh, work environment. Um, so it's just it's tough. It's you, you, Ideally, you know, you want to see a guy like that just come out the box and come out of the gate and just start crushing it. And that way he's continues to build confidence and that momentum carries over into him. You know, continuing to be a great kicker, it's it's a lot harder when you start off like this, and your offensive line isn't helping you uh, at all because uh, you know some of these oh, aren't the, even your fault. The protection is utter trash. Well, yeah, I mean, trash. you know, Kevin, it, it's that that blocked field goal. I mean, I don't really think you can blame Lutz. Kevin, the same. Not when I mean, I know we just talked about the kicker, and me and you love our Garrett, Garrett Hartley duck blind uh, deer stand jokes, but Kevin. The Saints special teams suck. And they have, and they suck for a long time. I mean their return game is abysmal. They are a Thomas Morstead pulled hamstring from being high school quality. Saint 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 Paul's quality. Saint <laughs> Paul's wolves. Kevin, what has to happen for Greg McManaman McMuffin or whatever his name is to get Fired. Like the special teams are atrocious. Kevin, seriously. Sean Payton has to get possession of the camera. <laughs> it's like the it's like the hangover. Mc, Mc, McManaman or whatever. Yeah. I can't want to call him McManaman. Yeah. Um But seriously, like Andrew, their return game is I mean, Tommy Lee 
Tommy Lee, he's a great drummer, and he had a nice return yesterday for like 20 yards. <laughs> but like big pain too. But like their return games is abysmal. Like he was pretty good in the Fugitive too. Yeah, he was. Um, but yeah, he also has a huge dong. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for one of you guys. I said he's got a nice peen, and, and y'all are like, oh, he's, he's in the fugitive. So I just got to come out and say it. The man has a huge penis, and he was driving a boat with his dog. <laughs> that's, what pa- that's what Pamela Anderson said. Yeah. Um, you know, Tommy Lee Lewis had the, had the good punt return, but, <laughs> yeah, I, I, again, I, I thought um, Traveris Cadet did a poor job on kick returns. I thought – Marcus Murphy, you know, the big kick return was right after the penalty um, on the last drive of the game against the Raiders. Tremendous opportunity to get good field position. And Marcus Murphy bobbled the what, return. What did, CJ, that, what did so. CJ Spiller, what did he do? Like, what did he do to piss? You can't tell me CJ Spiller is any worse at returning kicks or punts or whatever than what they got now, Dave. I mean, seriously. No, I, you know, hell, you could have kept C.J. Spiller and not used him as a running back and, and potentially just kept him as a kick returner, sort of like Courtney Roby, uh, and given him a chance there. But, uh, you know, whatever whatever happened with C.J. Spiller, I just I, – I don't think it had anything to do with C.J. Spiller is looking field. like a better investment than Kobe Fleener. Oh, my God, Kobe <laughs> Fleener. What, well, what's Kobe what, – what's Courtney Roby up to? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Kobe, over, I'll go around the horn. Kevin, over, under, Kobe Fleener catches 38 and a half. <laughs> uh, if he gets over 38 and a half, it'll be because the ball was thrown to him 127 times. <laughs> Dave, over, under, 38 and a half. Over. Andrew? I mean, it's going to be one of those things with Fleener where – he rebounds quickly and becomes a big part of this offense or they're going to give up on him pretty quickly. So, I mean, it better for 7 million a year, it better be over. <laughs> I mean, like he had drops and, and on the, on the overthrow that breeze did and like, that was on Fleener, like Fleener, like did like some sort of stutter step bullshit. Yeah. And, and yeah. And if he just runs, not on Breeze. If he just keeps running, dude, that's sick. And you, Breeze was like, I think Breeze was gonna murder him. Coming to the, like Breeze was like, I'm gonna kill you, dude. You know, I have never seen. You know, I haven't seen <clears throat> Breeze as pissed as when Tra- Traverse Cadet when he dropped oh, that. Oh yeah, he kind of looked at his hands like, open your hands. I haven't seen him that pissed since once he played with Jeremy Shockey and Reggie Bush. Oh, he was mad. He was. He was. He was steaming today. He was. He could have murdered them, and we wouldn't have convicted him. Uh, all right, this is a Twitter question. We'll get to Twitter questions later, but I love this one. Kevin, somebody on Twitter said, "Is it time to call? Is it time to to call Stephen Anthony, Stephon Anthony, Stephon Jean Baptiste?" It was a great joke, and yes, I'm in favor of doing that. <laughs> I'm, I mean. Andrew, I mean, I know the media is like, well, the Sean Payton says that they, the answer to guys not playing is always they, they use the guys that they think they have the best chance to win. Well, my follow, the follow-up question to that media is you pick the guy in the first round and he played mm-hmm. four freaking plays. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, I think if your defense produces, then you can justify a first pick, first round pick being on the bench. Similarly, if Stanley Jean Baptiste is on the bench and your defense is producing, we've got no beef. When your defense sucks, then that's um, that that points towards a terrible draft but, pick. But, here, and, but if he's not playing and your defense is producing, is it time to? Is it time to get like? What's the re- like? He played all last year. Like, what's the difference? Yeah. Well, I think the difference is, um, and especially the first, and I'm going to say the first three teams because they play the Falcons on Monday night, and the Falcons play a lot of three receiver sets. So I, I would not expect to see Anthony much in that game either. And the reality is, you know, in in base situations, the Saints are a four-three defense. And Anthony's a starter. He is the strong side starting linebacker in that 4-3 scheme. The problem is, really, these first three teams are going to play. The Raiders, uh, the Giants, and now the Falcons coming up. They all run nickel all day. I mean, three receiver sets almost exclusively. And so when they play the Panthers and and the Chargers coming up after, or Chargers-Panthers after these three games, you'll see a lot more pro sets. And I think you'll see Anthony on the field a lot more. Uh, I, I just think the reality is last year, Anthony was a major liability in coverage. As fast as he is and as much potential as he has, he just wasn't good in coverage. Couldn't do it. And right now they have Laurinaitis and Robertson, and there's no way that Anthony in nickel packages should be playing over those two guys. And, and that's really the reality that he's up against right now. And again, I think when they play teams that play more of these run formations, more pro personnel, you know, you'll see them later Dave, down in, in the season. So I think it's more just being patient and waiting to, to play the right person. Dave, if they would ship him out for like 80 cents on the dollar, would Saints Twitter lose their fucking minds? <laughs> um, they could maybe package him with Fleener. Well, if that's what I'm, if they if they like if they traded Stephon Anthony, ain't nobody taking that contract. If they traded Stephon Anthony tomorrow to the Browns for a second round pick or something like that, would the fan base flip out? No, actually, I I, I think a lot of them might actually be happy for that. I mean, you're basically trading a first round pick for a second round pick. Um, when when currently, I think a lot of fans think that it's a wasted first round pick. Um, so if they could get something like that for him, I think actually the fan base would be happy. They'd be disappointed that it's just another example of, of a, a complete misevaluation, uh, on talent or it's terrible coaching. And, and we just don't, the Saints just don't have the, the right people to get That's, that is what they need to get out of, out of, out of these guys. That is possible. Cause Casillas was a, a, the Giants turned him into a pretty decent linebacker. Malcolm Jenkins is pretty decent. Is it fair to say that this, Kevin, the Saints don't know what the fuck they're doing on defense? They can't evaluate players, and when they have good players, they can't maximize them. They can't evaluate players in the draft. <laughs> period. I mean, didn't somebody didn't want it? I, I don't think it was one of y'all, but it was definitely a tweet that I that I, I know I retweeted and you know got favorited a bunch of. They've had what? What was it since since the debacle of 2011 and how that ended? The Saints were 
500 and they only have like what eight draft picks from the last four drafts it's worse than it. well it was like from like 11 12 13 and 14 like it was like three players i want to say like at, like when they purged all of 2014 like a, like um it was bad from like 10 11 12 and 13 it was really bad the bad drafts and if you throw a fourth, right. i mean but I, not to because we go into the draft and whatnot. I wanted to get to the Raiders looked like absolute trash again on defense. So Andrew, my question to you is: Are did you, you know the wait? Did you know that the, the the Raiders are currently they're like the new Saints? They are. You know they have the first ranked offense and the last ranked defense. And the thing is with the Raiders, they have an they have a top five defensive talent with Khalil Mack. On their team, the Saints don't have that. So, but here's my question, Andrew: Because the Raider, the Raiders look like the new Saints on defense, should we be concerned that the first week was kind of a fraud? That everybody's just going to light up the Raiders like a Christmas tree, and it is kind of like inflation. Like maybe the Saints' offense isn't as good as we think it could be. No, I don't think so. Because um, when I look at some of the issues with protection, it it really wasn't. The, the front five, I thought the offensive line pretty played pretty well again. Um, you know, when, when Zach Streif got injured, uh, you know, there were some issues at right tackle. But, um, you know, I, I saw on a blitz pickup, I saw Mark Ingram mess up. I saw Willie Sneed mess up. Uh, I saw Fleener have some issues. So it was more periphery, like extra blocker stuff. Um, but I, I still think the offensive line is playing pretty well. And, you know, if you give Breeze time, uh, I still think there, there's good weapons there. I think Fleener can have better games than he had. Um, I still think he can be a productive part of this offense. And, you know, we know that Cook, Sneed, and uh, Michael Thomas can, can make an impact. So, um, you know, as long as the offensive line is playing well, I have hope for this offense. And to me... As bad as this game was for the Saints offensively, it wasn't a disaster up front. I still think that front five is playing pretty good ball. Jari Evans got some sweet PEDs. He did. Because he's looking good. He's looking he like... Is. He is. Like, <laughs> Kevin, all right, we're going to go to Twitter question. Jari, I mean, it's just two games, but Evans looks the best he's looked in a couple of years. Kevin, this is from Mark. This is a Twitter question. What was worse, losing to the Giants or knowing the Falcons beat the team we just lost to? I'll go Falcons. <laughs> it's not going to matter because... when we house them on Monday night, baby! <laughs> Andrew, this is also from Mark. Was I, halluc- was I hallucinating or did I really see Bird make some decent plays? Jarris Bird, look... I gave him, you know, I do my player grades. I gave him a D minus uh, for the first game against the Raiders. I thought he was trash. Jarris Bird, I, I think I gave him a B plus in this game. He was very good. And look, I, I, I'm as big as anyone else on the bandwagon of wasted money, terrible investment. He was very good in this Giants game. And a lot of it was just, again, the game plan was very simple. It was allow the dink and dunk. Let them get six, seven, eight yards, but come up and, and, and tackle well and, and give a devastating blow. And his tackling technique all game was perfect. It really was. I, I thought he 
delivered the tackles, delivered the blows, never let a guy get behind him. That's what you want your free safety to do. Um, he didn't make the, the big plays and the interceptions. That's what they gave him all the money for. We still didn't see that, but I, I think you have to be happy overall. If Bird could play like that every week, we would take it. This is from Knickknack, Dave. What gets the Saints more wins, an all-pro clutch kicker or an injury-free second-tier corner? Uh, kicker. I, yeah, I guess I would say a kicker only because, you know, the the, the young cornerbacks that I don't know, Randall Gay, fill in. A Randall Gay would look really good right now, I'm just saying. You know? <laughs> the young cornerbacks I mean, that I mean, had to for, fill in this Forget this, this, everything this past that's happened. Forget everything that's happened on the periphery. The good offense, the bad offense, the god-awful fourth quarter defensively, the great defensive performance. Forget all of it. It all comes down to a missed 50-yard kick in the first game and then a missed 61-yarder at the buzzer. And in the second game, the blocked kick. And then, I mean, I, I mean, if the Saints have the best kicker in the NFL, I, I don't even know who that is at this point. They'd be one. If they one. have the the best kicker, they're probably two and zero. Yeah. Um. And, and Andrew, what one midseason trade would transform this team without simultaneously killing its future irreparably? Oh. Um. I mean, it's tough to say. I mean, I, I think this is the mark of a bad team when you lose in different ways in two weeks. Yeah. And they're close. Uh, th- this team is close. Um, but, you know, if it was the same thing, then it would be easy to point to they need a corner or they need a running back or they need a, a guard or whatever. Um, I, I think there are a number of issues on this team that rear their ugly heads at different times in each game. And the bottom line is there is too much lack of consistency in many places on this roster that there's going to be different things that cause them issues throughout the season. Yeah. if if, There's there's no one thing that fixes them. But I'll tell you what, if Cleveland would call up the Saints and be like, look, we'll give you – Joe Hayden for Stephon Anthony and a th- number three. I would do that in a heartbeat. Well, yeah. Um, but here's Kevin. What's worse for the Saints? Jason David slash Brandon Browner level corners or Cadet Coleman dropping 650 passes? It felt like that yesterday. Uh, the, def- uh, the defense because some of the uh, – like that – on on Twitter, everybody lost their everybody lost their shit on on one particular pass, and and there were a few guys. Oh God, what was it? Brian and Nola, I think, on Twitter, uh, who was the voice of reason or tried to be, and he was like, "Guys, they should have called a defensive pass interference call on that." Like the guy was uh, the second one. Yeah, your boy was getting yeah, your boy was getting snatched at the arm, and y'all are expecting him to make some spectacular one arm grab yeah. like that shit. Those those one arm grab highlight catches they don't happen every goddamn week. That's something that you get maybe once a season from from a player or shit from a team yeah. usually. Yeah, we, we used to get for, two or three from me, Jimmy Graham for, a season. For me, the most inexcusable. Well, he played basketball, you know. Game. Listen, oh, Brandon did he? Coleman, Brandon Coleman that. missing those two catches was. I mean, they would have been circus catches and. 
as much hate as Brandon Coleman's getting for the penalties, you know, if you want to hate him for the blocking, fine. Uh, but the drops, listen, th- those were impossible catches, and he almost came up with them. For me, you go back, I mean, the one drop that killed the Saints Cadet. was on the, uh, it was either the opening drive or the second drive of the game. Fleener. Deep ball, one on one, Fleener down the sideline. It hits him right in the hands, and he doesn't produce. And and again, you're spending seven million a year for that guy to be one on one with strong safeties who don't cover that well. He's got the size, he's got the hands. He's supposed to come up with that ball, and he doesn't. And if he can't win those matchups, and he can't come up with that ball, sad trombone. I mean, wah, wah, wah. Th- this this offense can't work. Here. Uh, have we sold our souls to the devil for the Lombardi and now we're paying the price? Yes. Yes, Jerry, we are. uh, And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. And by, and by soul, draft picks. (laughs) Nothing but draft picks. But, but if, if that's really what it is, then, then it was worth it, right? Who's a, Kevin, who's a bigger pussy? Jimmy Graham or Let's not forget about the dead money. The dead, the, the bonfire of dead money. Who's a bigger pussy, Kevin, Jimmy Graham or Kobe Fleener? Huh. What did Jimmy Graham do this uh, on yesterday? Uh, he did nothing because C- Seattle's offensive line has fallen completely fucking apart without Max Unger. So, okay, so let me let me ask you a question. And Jari we, Evans. Yeah, well, that was my question. So we're sitting here talking about how Jari Evans is playing better than he's played in the last few years, and he couldn't even make Seattle. How, what, <laughs> What what does that mean? What does that make the Saints' offensive line? If we if well, we're starting a guy who couldn't even make a shitty well, offensive they, line, the reason they didn't keep Jari Evans was because they did they weren't going to keep him as a backup. He was either going to start or they were going to cut him loose and give him a chance to start elsewhere. And they had this. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't they keep him as a backup? If he's if he's good enough to start for another team, he he should be a pretty good backup then. No. Yes, but I, I think it's then if if you're not going to start, they'd rather just keep the young guys and develop them. Okay, I hear you. Know, you. Which is what teams do. But anyway, they had a Fetty who, by all accounts, Sean Payton really liked him coming up in the draft. And they, right after they cut Jari Evans, a Fetty had a high ankle sprain. And so the timing of the whole Saints bringing back Jari was huge because, you know, if he hadn't signed with the Saints at that point, yeah, two days later, they probably Seattle probably would have brought him back based on what happened to the Yeah, Saints were luck. The Saints were just were just lucky as crap. Um, See, God doesn't hate the Saints. Why is Brandon Coleman in the NFL? He hates Saints corners, though. Why is why <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how disappointing is Fleener? He's like an eight, I think, right about now. Ten, Kevin. This is a political question, so I'll go this one. This one game. He's got one game. This is this is from this is from Anthony. Uh, I just realized the first debate. Stephon Anthony. The, I just realized the first debate is on the same time as the Saints game. What do we? What do I do? What do you do, man? You got. Uh, I'll, I, oh, I I saw that on Twitter, and I already I already had the answer when I was driving home. Uh, you watch the game. Uh, well, actually, I tell you what. My 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 response is. Where do you live? If you live in Louisiana, you watch the game because you'll see the debate highlights the next day, and you could probably rewatch the debate if you wanted or te- put like it if, on YouTube. If you're in a, I mean, because, because only watch- here's the thing: Louisiana, Louisiana is going Trump. 
Like, there's, there are literally all but eight states, maybe nine, are decided. Yeah. If you live, if you are a Saints fan and you live in any of the non-battleground states, watch the game until it gets out of hand, and then if you want. Change, change the channel to well, the debate, and then get the noose ready to hang yourself. Well, I mean, you can, you can, you can, you can, you can, uh, you can, you can DVR the debate. Here's the thing, though: you only need to watch the debate if you haven't made up your mind. Well, wait, that's you know? wait, that, that's my question. My, my friend knew. My friend told me a month ago that the debate was going to be on the same night as the Falcons game, and and that was my immediate thought: is like. What does it matter? Why do you need to watch the debate? How, how, is there, there's, are there still people in this country who haven't made up their mind? There has never been an election yeah. with two polarizing, yeah. no, a, two polar opposite yeah. there's people. A, there's it, a, it blows my mind that there's people who are still on the fence about one of these two there, idiots. Dave, there's a, Dave, Dave, are, are, are you, uh, I, hi, I would like to introduce you to the average American voter. I, I try to stay away from those people. <laughs> Exactly. Dave's in a gated community. Dave lives in a gated community and avoids. Communities. He avoids the plebs. Yeah. Well, that's why I avoid fast food uh-huh. restaurants. Let's see. Uh, doo, doo, doo. I think that's all the questions we have. Let's get to game predictions. Uh, Kevin, I'll start with you. Uh, Saints Falcons. Uh, Saints are a. Let's see. They are a. Let me do a search here. They, oh, you're looking for the points? I'm looking the, the for the uh, spread. I think I saw it, and I, I want to say it's like Saints three and a half. It is two, two, two. Saints by three. Total of 54. Home field advantage. Yeah, basically. Saints by three. Okay, so it's the home field. Uh, God. This is going to be I. This is going to be a, a, a close one. Uh I'm going. I'm. I'm leaning hard on this one. My head. My head tells me. My head tells me otherwise. Screw it. I'm leaning hard. So I'll say. Now remember, this 17. is. This is this is the 10 year anniversary of Steve Gleason's yeah. Black Punt and the opening yeah. of the Superdome. We're going to be fired yeah. up in there. You, you you may have you may have to set fire to to. <laughs> Things of uh, Atlantis. I was almost going to tell you to light somebody on fire, but that might have been a little too much. But whatever. Um, Twenty to thirteen. That's low scoring, Dave. Wow. Yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 look, I think the Saints are finally going to rebound. Um, the offense usually plays well at home. We'll see about the defense, but um, you know, hopefully, hopefully Dennis Allen comes out with the same game plan for Julio Jones that he came out with for ODB. And uh, like I said, I think people are going to be fired up because I'm sure they're going to do something for the 10th anniversary of the opening of the Dome and Gleason's block punt. So I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with Saints 32, Falcons 20. Andrew, I think it's going to be close. Um, I think so much about football is emotion. I think so much about football is playing with passion. And I think it'll be one of those moments with Gleason in the building, hopefully, and and just the commemoration of the moment. And that seems anytime there's something like that in the Superdome, it seems to always carry the Saints. There's some like transcendent thing where when there's meaning and it's, under the lights and it's Monday night or when was the last know, time they won a Monday? When was the last time they won a Monday night game? 
the Saints? At home, yeah. They got house. I don't know. I feel like their primetime record under Sean Payton is excellent. Not lately, though. They got housed by Detroit last year. Um, they beat Atlanta on a Thursday night. Um, mm-hmm. And then in 2014, they got housed by Baltimore on Monday night. There was a Halloween game against the Steelers. That's a long that time. Was... That's 2010, buddy. That's a long time ago. Like, that was yeah, when that was Darren Sharper was a free man. <laughs> oh God! So what do you? So give me a score, Andrew. No, I, I think the Saints win this game. They own the Falcons. Um, I do. <laughs> Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan surprisingly is has a one twenty point one QB rating so far. Yeah, he's played very well. I, I think he's going to give the Saints secondary some trouble. I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, I think the Saints come out on top. The offense will be bounce back, play well. Uh, 34, 31 Saints. I think they finally win a close one. Kevin hung up. Um, <laughs> uh, Kevin hung up like a fool, and I t- I'm telling him not to call back because I don't want to fuck up the audio. We've had enough issues. <laughs> um, uh, I'm gonna say, look, um, uh, uh. Uh, I, I just texted him. God damn it, hell, don't call back. Um, I'm gonna say, look, the script for the Saints the last two years is lose close, lose close, get blown out. Everybody's like, it's hopeless. They're gonna be a disaster, and then they play play really well. They're gonna get hammered by the Falcons, and everybody's gonna be down in the dumps. San Diego's gonna beat whoever they're playing, and people are like, they're gonna to go to San Diego. They're never gonna beat San Diego. They're gonna look good next week in San Diego, but Atlanta's gonna beat them because Drew Brees hadn't thrown an interception in like 250 passes. He's due to throw a couple. Falcons 35-23. And uh, Jesus, Ralph, you're a sick human being. I am a sick human being. So, Kevin is gone, so we can't get a Tinder Madison Farmer's Almanac update. Um, so, that wraps, Farmer's Almanac. that wraps it up for tonight. So, for Kevin, who already hit a jack, for Dave, go to Canal Street Chronicles and read Dave. He actually has an article up. Go to Saints Nation and read Andrew's grades. Uh, until next week, the bar is closed. Jesus, I hope There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. 
I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.